You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. I have a statement, okay? And yeah, my, my statement is this. Um... A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. It's real, okay? Mm-hmm. It's real. It really happened. George went there. He saw it. And he's just telling us what he, what, what he saw, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a documentary. Yeah, it is. So, like, I... That's what... I don't know, man. It's... it's people don't get it, okay? They don't understand that, to me... It's real, okay? Everybody else can yeah. get out of my way because Star Wars is life, and that's that's that, man. I mean, let me let me let me hold on. let me read this to you real uh, quick, okay? Go right, go right ahead. So, a new hope. It's a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. All right, Are you with me so far? I, I, I'm there, This man. is the real deal, okay? During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Emperor's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Emperor's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy it's a real thing it's a real story mm-hmm. it really happened and it's it's not finished yet so we're still yeah man i just think ugh. i just think about i just think just hearing that text i just think about poor jenner so you know i know Ooh. me too <laughs> me too actually that is ah uh, it's that's yeah rogue one it's amazing <laughs> yeah but man i don't know i'm just so fired up you know i just i i love it and yeah, man. See, that's what Luke was. That's what Luke was trying to warn us. He was trying to tell us in the Last Jedi, "Hey, the sacred texts, all right? Uh huh. Yeah. George Lucas's manuscripts are sacred texts. Okay, that's we can't just go change them willy nilly. All right. Yep. yep. That's right. 
That's that was what it, he was trying to tell. Star us. Wars yeah. is a history. Star Wars is a history lesson. Okay, right. Not some kind of fan production. Exactly. And just because Disney took over doesn't mean the history changes. Am I right? A- a- amen. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, man, I am just. Woo! We're there. We're here. We are in a galaxy far, mm-hmm. far away. Mm-hmm. So I think you had a you had a question you had been kind of that had been I got I got I got two man you know we normally start this this show with a question but Sir Ezra is so fired up that he had to start with a statement yeah I did um so you know my kind of my question today is is does does Luke and Leia know that Anakin built C three PO I don't think they do I don't know I I I I was gonna do a quick search but i don't think they do man because c-3po's memory is obviously wiped yeah and so he doesn't know but r2d2 would have to right yeah you would think right uh-huh what does is that the big reveal does something you know skywalker mm-hmm. skywalker rising what what's r2 gonna do all right you uh, know and it's gonna be huge whatever it is it's it's going to be huge. I actually think it's C-3PO who's going to come out of nowhere and save R2 because R2 tells our story. He's the one who has his his full memory intact and remembers everything, has been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think C-3PO rises and... He is a Skywalker. I've been saying it. He yeah. was built by Anakin. He's a Skywalker. He's from Tatooine. Right. Exactly. Just like just like Anakin, just like Luke. Uh-huh. Yep. So, I don't know, man. Anakin built him from, from spare parts when he was a, a slave there on, on Tatooine, out in the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. So, what does... Would that be... I mean, is that a big reveal? I don't know if there's anywhere in canon where it's been... Where they found out that, like... I'm just looking... I'm scrolling real quick trying to find out. Because after the Clone Wars... And after episode three, going into, um, yeah, going into to what would be episode four, is his, his mind is, his memory mm-hmm. is wiped. Yeah, because people just said, oh, Darth Vader just doesn't remember him because he's too much machine. Which is just, you know, a way to cover for the fact that they didn't plan on him writing the prequels when this movie came out and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. I mean, somebody's somebody's got to know. Yeah, so if anyone out there knows, like if it was mentioned in a comic book or something, if they actually did finally figure out who his... Because cre- he always says, thank the maker, right? Mm-hmm. Right? He's always giving praise to the maker, isn't he? Which is I mean, interesting. Okay, okay, hear me out. What if... I'm going to go Mike Zero level on us here. Come on. Okay? Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen, Force Ghost, comes back to tell C-3PO he is his father confirmed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Here, Here's how it could happen. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, I hope so. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. What, would there be, I mean, a secret droid mission? Could there be something with these? Like, they're the, like the last of the, air quote, like, legacy characters. You know, you've got... Carrie will be in this. We know that Leia will be in The Rise of Skywalker a little bit. You've got R2, C-3PO, Chewbacca. Lando's coming back. I mean, so, mm-hmm. like, something's got to happen here. I, 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 like, do you see C-3PO and R2 living? Both of them. Making it out. Well, I'll tell you right now. If R2-D2 dies, I'm out. 
I will walk out of the theater yeah. and I won't care. That's it. Some I have I have set expectations for certain characters <laughs> that yeah. it's like they're off limits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix. You know, season. I don't want to spoil any spoilers for Stranger Things here, but I went into season three thinking if Steve dies, I'm canceling my Netflix subscription. Yep. All right. Yep. I tweeted it. I'll let him know. If R two D two dies, I will never touch anything that Disney makes ever again. It's a fact. I'm just saying it. Yeah. I'm, hold me to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, I won't God. do it. I I will certainly not pay for it. No. I mean, I'll gladly you know hijack somebody else's Disney streaming account, yeah. but I ain't paying. You're for not paying it. for it. no, no. They ain't getting they ain't getting any more money out of me. I'll just wait till if if he dies and they release another Star Wars movie next year, I'm not going to go see it in theater unless Ez buys my ticket. Okay, okay. So okay. I mean, I mean, that's just how it's going. Oh gosh. Well, I really hope he lives. You know, <laughs> man. All right. So cool. That was that was question number one. Did you have another question? Something else? Uh, well, it's more just you know, I I sent you a, I sent you a message of something I saw on Twitter. So people have been talking about. Uh, it seems like somebody I, I found a, a post as early as January that somebody was talking about this on Reddit, but I saw it kind of being talked about quite a bit on Twitter the other day. Yeah. The idea that what if Ray is Shmi Skywalker? And she actually like goes back in time, becomes Shmi. Uh, it's just something people have been talking about on Twitter, and I think it's just because they looked up pictures of Shmi and Ray, and wow, do they look similar? Yes, they 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 do. Um, similar, yeah, and, and facial structure, hair, all that good stuff. Just like the clothing, clothing, the way they dress. It's it's not even just the clothing; it's like the way they dress themselves and stuff like that, and like the way they do their hairstyles. It's it's interesting. Right, right, and it's and then so people are saying, you know, on these various threads, like, so we're in a time loop. So, mm-hmm. what what does that mean? Um, that that would be nuts. I mean, the thing is, is like, I don't know. So, so Shmi's story doesn't really start um, where we think it starts. It actually starts. It would have to start then with Ray going back mm-hmm. and continuing to be Ray, but then going by a different name, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or something, because mm-hmm. otherwise, why would you know Shmi would just live, and then, um, you know, what would go back? I don't know. It seems it's just like Ray doesn't die. Ray Ray lives on, goes back in time, and then dies when she um, is taken by the Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. So that's where Ray dies. Ray dies in Episode Two, mm-hmm. which is nuts to think mm-hmm. about. That would melt your face, which is what we've been told. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. People, like that final scene, people have been talking about where they're going to take us back to, to some place or whatever. I mean, could could we see, like, a, a, like um, Ray holding um, this 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 boy, this child, and she, na- you know, it, she calls him Anakin? I mean, that'd be mind-blowing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it would almost have to be, like, something would have to happen for it to all make sense. Right. Like, I mean, if you just if that's just how it ended, it'd be like, whoa, it's like, what was the point of the whole thing? Maybe. Right. So, yeah, it'd be like Palpatine's about to blow up like the universe or something. I mean, like, you know, it yeah. have to be like something, something so drastic that it would she goes back in time and then maybe does something different or, you know, I don't know. Right. Otherwise, you just fall into that time loop over and over and over again. Yeah, you do. You do. They're just contained there. It was crazy, though. I think it's I, people have been really trying to figure out like are they going to do a reset people have thought about 
the idea that they would go back in, Disney would would try to reset everything, do like a, almost like a Star Trek, and yeah. Which, now, I do think the way they did the way they did Star Trek, which was directed by J. J. Abrams, mm-hmm. yep, um, was actually a really cool way of 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 redoing it. Uh huh. Where that way, I just I do think the way, that, but I feel like that just worked in Star Star Trek a little bit more because they'd been removed from it for so long. Yeah. Where they weren't they weren't adding because you know the last uh, so well Star Trek Nemesis, which we've talked about before, um, great movie, better than Episode Two and the Last Jedi. Uh, (laughs) well, um, yeah, you know, is the last is the last next generation Star Trek movie. And then it was like, I mean, it was almost like 10, you know, years before. I mean, anything had really come out. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it'd be wild. I don't I definitely that would be such a huge twist. I don't think that's going to happen. But could they do something with time travel? Like here, here's an example. Um, I know you're working on getting through like rebels and stuff like that, but they act they actually introduce something. They do, don't they? Yeah, they introduce it, Isn't it. that how isn't that how Rebels ends? Is like they go into like some time or like Ashoka comes out of Yes. Something. Yes. I, I remember I remember kind of seeing it and you telling me about it. Yeah, she comes out of this like uh Ezra goes and saves her. Um like the world between worlds or whatever, like is is what it is, and it's this place that Palpatine is trying to gain access to where he can almost preserve himself and maybe so I I was kind of shocked when I saw that Palpatine was going to be back in this movie and then I thought of that little episode where Ezra's running back he's he, he actually can see when he's in the world between worlds he can hear Rey he can hear Kylo Ren he can hear um some of the older characters so they had like an Obi-Wan in there so he's seeing the future he's also then seeing and hearing the past as well He's hearing Yoda, and he and he sees then um, Ahsoka fighting Darth Vader, and uh, doesn't realize what he what, what doesn't realize what he's doing, but he pulls her out and he saves her, and it's just it's radical, man, absolutely radical. So and then Palpatine's trying to gain access to it because then he could alter events if he got in there. So it makes you wonder, like, could they do something like that? Could there be another portal where Rey takes? A child and, and maybe maybe even just takes the child back in time and delivers said child to maybe it's not maybe it's not Ray uh, being Shmi, but she takes her back to to Shmi or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe they go back in time and Qui-Gon Jinn changes the dice and frees Shmi instead of Anna. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'll still say as much as I love episode one because, it you know, it's just my favorite. But. I mean, you want to talk about like the event set butterfly effect level stuff. I mean, you change that one dice roll by Qui Gon Jinn, and everything changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, people on this thread are, are putting like little gifts in here saying, um, you know, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> Yoda says, mm. <laughs> uh, crazy. Or maybe they change it and they do like. What if they? What if you wanted to go back and change events of Star Wars? Okay, let's let's have uh, Bail Organa take Luke instead of Leia. Right? Oh my okay, gosh! Well, yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> that would be nuts, wouldn't it? That'd be totally crazy. That's sort of what Star Trek did. You know, Kirk's father—he mm-hmm. knew his father growing up, and he had a great relationship mm-hmm. with his, with his father. But when they went back in time, what happens? That alternate timeline is created because Kirk's father is killed. And he still becomes mm-hmm. this captain, but it's like, I mean, everything changes. He didn't have a father to, to look up to and, and to sort of help 
raise him, and so it's a whole different mm-hmm. Captain Kirk. It's mm-hmm. so they they could do. But then you, but then like you have that. but then you have original Spock there too. Yeah, who came back? Yeah, who came back in through the same way and wasn't able to get back right. to his own timeline. He was stuck mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. yeah, so so yeah, so it's just it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, absolutely. But it's cool. I like. I'm glad you brought it up because it's interesting, and I love. You know, as we speculate about the rise of Skywalker and think about things that I, I don't know that we've never heard of before. I've never heard that until I guess that was going around on the Internet. But, I mean, it makes you think and it makes you look back and see what Disney has been doing. And they opened up the idea of this portal. So could they use it? I mean, it's as crazy as it is. All right. Well, let's leave that there, though, for now. And uh, we, we'll come back to it. If you guys have thoughts on it, uh, definitely send those our way we have several um you know transmissions we want to get to today we've got uh, one two three four transmissions which are going to take us down a whole bunch of uh well what were those things called we'll call them uh crystal crystal foxholes okay right whatever they are yeah so we're going down a crystal foxhole here and there so yeah let's jump into these here we've got um our, our first uh transmission is from yeah I'll, I'll, I'll do this one here yeah bro yeah it's Rob, Rob, we're gonna attempt to pronounce your name here. Um, it's Gudmestad. Got Gudmestad. it. Don't know. So we're gonna call you Rob. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, Rob, Rob G. We'll call him Robbie G. Uh, hello. First of all, congrats on the new podcast. I really like the idea of the new format, and I've been looking forward to hearing everyone's take on this amazing universe. I've been mesmerized by the battle sequences in Star Wars since I was seven, and I watched A New Hope at a drive-in movie theater. My favorite, uh, my favorite scene, um, Hoth, of course. Then the end of Attack of the Clones. Mm. So that big—that's uh, the Battle of Geonosis. Yeah. When my son and I heard the sounds of the Republic gunship, that sounded like hey, a biplane. Amazing. Uh, then last, the battle on Jeddah, the ATST uh, at the top of the stairs with the stormtroopers all around gave me goosebumps. At any rate, what I would really like to hear uh, hear your take on the whole Republic Commando storyline from the game to the books and even their appearances in the Clone Wars. To me, I think they are the most are mostly an unknown gem, but I would uh, like to know uh, what your listeners think. I look forward to many future episodes and thank you for listening. Rob. Well, Rob. Um, I will say, because I have played it and I've been trying to get Sir Ezra to, or Ez, mm-hmm. Sir Ezra, either way, Same. you know, I'd say it happens sometimes. Um, it, uh, Republic Commando is absolutely a hidden gem. I preach this game all the time because it is absolutely phenomenal. It came out on the, it came out on PC and the original Xbox back in the day. Um, I guess you could call it the Xbox One, but the way Microsoft labels things, you know, it's kind of difficult. We go from the Xbox to the Xbox 360 to the Xbox One. I don't know how that works, but you know, they got some weird they got some weird counting systems over there. But um, so the original Xbox, uh, it's actually becoming more and more pricey because it's considered like a hidden gem for that system. So if you want to, buy, I would much rather, I would much more recommend you go check it out on Steam mm-hmm. for PC, where you can get it for like seven bucks or something. But, yeah, it's phenomenal. You play as Delta Squad, and you're a group of four Republic Commandos, and you're going through, like, the Battle of Geonosis, all the stuff on Attack of the Clones. Um, it reminds me, actually, quite a bit of a, a new, a newer game would be kind of like Inferno Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about that, that, that it's the story of this, like, smaller squadron. They're not really super important characters, 
in terms of like the main overarching story, even more so Republic Commando than Inferno Squad. Yeah. Um, with like Iden Versio and stuff like that, where it's just, hey, they were just these group of guys and we're, we're going through all these missions and they're freaking, you know, total bosses. Uh, and it's a really, really, really fun um, playthrough. It's a first person shooter. Uh, it's unfortunate that it didn't really get like a sequel or anything like that. But yeah, I really like the idea of a lot of these clone trooper groups um, and just clone troopers in general. You know, I think that they, their story is far different than the story of stormtroopers because originally they were fighting for the Jedi and they end up fighting against the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a, a really, really cool, really cool idea. Yeah, it looks really cool. And I mean, it looks like it's following. So the only thing I can think to kind of compare it to um, is, you know, in the, in the Clone Wars series, they, they do this. They they take something like what we have here is Delta Squad. What do you got? Members like Fixer, Scorch, and Sev. Mm-hmm. Does that Scorch, sound yeah. Yeah, Scorch is sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it seems to me like um, in the Clone Wars animated series, there's a lot of little episodes where um, – a unit would would take off and they would uh you know you'd, you'd follow them for a little bit they'd be with ahsoka uh and we get to know more about them they'd even go back to what was her name tun Wee back at the mm-hmm. cloning facility and we, we'd learn more about them there the, they even end up in uh rebels you actually get um rex is, is there and a couple of his uh buddies are with him when we come across him in, in rebels which is really cool so they're much older and they've still got like a couple pieces of armor on, but that was really cool to see them show back up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the ga- yeah the game the game starts off around the Battle of Genosis and it finishes around I think the Battle of Kashyyyk um, is 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 what's going on. And then one of the characters, you know, spoiler, doesn't really live. And then you like it ends like the way it ends on a cliffhanger and like Yoda comes and debriefs you about something that's getting ready to go on. And so you mm. get another assignment coming in. Nice. And they never made a sequel, huh? Never made a sequel. Although it, it got really, um, it got really uh, good reviews, uh, sold really well, and stuff like that. It was going to be called Star Wars Imperial Commando, and it's going to be based on uh, the betrayal of the Republic soldiers, be like Battle uh, Order sixty six. But uh, just I don't know for whatever reason they didn't uh, didn't move forward with it. Huh. Wow. So that's cool. That's cool. Maybe when we do, we've talked about doing a, um, right now, StarWars.com is doing a Clone Wars, like, rewatch. So if people are kind of following along with that, it's it's pretty cool. They've just got up to Asajj, um, or up to, yeah, up to Ventress, and mm-hmm. working through some of that. So it's kind of neat to, to do that. Maybe we'll do that one time here as, as part of our journey through Star Wars. We could maybe come back to that um, and, and do sort of a rewatch, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be neat to do it as a group, you know. Um, so, okay, cool beans. Well, let's uh, let's move on here a little bit. Uh, next up, we have Andrew. Okay, uh, hey guys, my name is Andrew. Just a quick thing here, I wanted to tell you uh, about, and you, um, and uh, don't know if you were aware, but I've heard you guys talk about this in the past. So here we go. There was a re-release of the original the- uh, theatrical untouched version of Episode Four, Five, and Six. Um, I bought them from Best Buy in a tin. Oh, okay. So there was a, um, a re-release mm-hmm. of that. Yep. Okay. So I was. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Have you have you seen those? Uh, yeah. They're incredibly, incredibly difficult to find. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
because they they were they were a short production. Gotcha. So he says uh, it was deceiving because they looked like the movies which were released a couple of years prior. Um, but when you open the box, there were there are two DVDs in uh, each movie case, and the second one is the one which everyone calls the Holy Grail. Um, I haven't watched these versions in years because um, because of my Star Wars movies. They're all now digital, and um, I would <laughs> and, and and I would never uh, get rid of anything Star Wars. Um, I can tell you that uh, when you watch Episode Four in the opening scroll, there is no Episode Four written in it because this was the this was in theaters and then uh, 1977. Okay, cool. So just another indicator that it was showing the original depiction, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was not ready to be inserted there yet. Okay. Um, I think it's cool to have these movies, and if you don't have them already, I know you can get them online. Also, I'm not sure if you were aware of them being out there. I just wanted to let you guys know about them. I was not, so I, I didn't realize that they had something you know, more that would fit in my modern player, I guess, if you will, um, to where I could see the original um thing because we talked about laser disc we talked about the best way to watch it all that mm-hmm. good stuff so i guess where this is kind of coming from um i don't remember the quality of the movies because again it's been a while but i think having them is better than not okay all right um that's it for now i uh, i am sure i will write you guys again because i love the podcast and i just recently in the last three or four months discovered the rebel watch podcast and was wondering what was going on with that but i got the update about it ending and i picked up on you guys uh right here in hyperspace so cool. Um, I've heard, yeah. As, as soon as I heard, so thanks for the good listening, and uh, talk to you again soon, Andrew. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. We we actually probably will have a few folks coming over from Rebel Watch. We did a little channel update over there, and uh, you know, we had to had to shut the ship down. You know, it just uh, it just kind of fell apart. So we <laughs> all all mm-hmm. the all the fixings didn't work, and we had to we had to decommission it. So, uh, but cool. Thanks, Andrew. I mean, I'm gonna check those out. I'm gonna have to look into some of the original you know um untouched versions i guess if you will i didn't know mm-hmm. you could yeah, so, get those okay so um they were so yeah i have i have kind of the story pulled up here okay um so this is from some website called like the, the sci-fi wire you know one of those random weird websites but anyway so this is kind of the story and it's basically they do a better job of telling it than i would so on september 12th 2016 uh, the upcoming 30th anniversary of the original Star Wars justified another re-release of the special edition version of the original Star Wars trilogy. Two years after the films made their DVD debut with the hyped 2004 box set. That's the one I have, which is the all six DVDs with like Hayden Christensen replacing um, uh, or whatever. Yeah, the original. Or no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. that's not true. That's not true because it. Uh, Attack of the Clones came out in 2006. That's not the one I have. So those were just like the DVDs of the original, of the original, the three original movies. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, So anyway, so yeah, so there is a physical, there is a DVD version of the original trilogy, and it's like kind of grainy because the resolution, it's not the digitally remastered version that George Lucas did in 1997. So it's not like it's not like that version. It's the original original version. Um, you know what's his name? Uh, God, uh, Jabba looks different. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say Episode Four. Han shoots first. The whole deal um, to in it to find them on 
to find them. And it's actually also even presented in a four by three aspect ratio. Okay. So not a 16 by nine aspect ratio, which is like, you know, so old tube TVs were four by three. If you watch something that's in four by three, like if you go back to like right now, I'm rewatching scrubs on net on Hulu. Okay. Uh, you know, it's got, the, it's got the black bars on the side. It doesn't fill up your whole TV cause it wasn't, it wasn't designed for that type of resolution. Yeah. So, um, it has those, and it uh, goes for around two to three hundred dollars on eBay because it's considered the holy grail, wow. as Andrew was saying. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess I'm buying it. I mean, <laughs> can you send me a link? Like, holy just God. go on eBay. You go on eBay and try to find it. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're the only they're the only modern ish version that's not the laser discs, which we talked about before. Um, release of the unaltered versions okay so modern version of star wars okay uh, originals yeah all right i shall look into those and uh yeah follow the instagram and the twitter and and see if old womp rat mm-hmm. actually did acquire even has <laughs> even has the, even has the different even has you know yub nub Oh jeez! Can we? You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that the rise of Skywalker will kind of end, and they'll bring that back, because you know we're mm-hmm. going to be on Endor. So I'm just like, let's just put the original back in there. So mm-hmm. the the different the different emperor, the whole deal. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Wow. Well, thanks, Andrew. That's really cool, man. Because we've been talking about it, and I've still as as one of our, I think one of our new pa- uh, Patreon goals is going to be that we're going to acquire a laser disc. You know, player, and I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to I'm gonna try to figure out how to actually play that in the in what you know Matt had had deemed like this this great quality and try to get the originals. The whole the, deal, man. Yeah, yeah. I would. Here's the thing: Document. is I it's still cheaper to go get a laser disc, the laser disc set, a laser disc player than it is to get these versions, the DVD versions. Huh. And they're just huge. Laser discs are cool in the first place. They're like the size of records. Yeah. Uh, they're CDs. But it also comes with a really cool book. Like it has a collector's edition book. Um, so yeah, yeah, I yeah I want a set. Ezra definitely needs a set. Then you get a projector, the whole deal. Yeah, you that's you watch one, it yeah. the way it should be watched. Yeah. I thought we could do some behind the scenes, sort of like you know have us uh, do it. We'll get together and, and and watch it or whatever. Because I think we're we're getting together for the Rise of Skywalker, right? That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm flying out, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I got a projector screen in the house. So. Okay, sweet. Sweet. All right. Well, cool. Again, um, awesome, awesome transmission. So let's move on here. Let's. Uh, we've got um, Austin Riviera, right, has sent us a transmission here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, gents, I wrote a few weeks ago with the Bendemption Theory and gave a short bio, but I forgot a few things that I think are important to my Star Wars journey. All right. Uh, in particular, my favorites of Star Wars. So here we go. First, my favorite character is, is by and large, Sheev Palpatine, the Emperor. Wow. Uh, wow. I mean, you join Nick Starwin there and that. I mean, I think Nick uh, loves old Sheev as well. So uh, his rise to ultimate power in the galaxy by means of a lifetime uh, of persuasion, cunning, and manipulation proves... Him to be the most forward planning and, uh, and, and genius uh, individual in all of Star Wars canon. Yeah. He single-handedly achieved the rank of Chancellor of the Republic, uh, plotted the Clone Wars, 
where both sides were under his ultimate control and coordinated the near extinction of all Jedi in the galaxy. That's good. That's, yep, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty huge. So, uh, mm-hmm. while, ar- while arguably the most evil character in all of cinema, his cunning is second to none. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's behind everything. And that's why him coming back is such a huge deal. Such a huge deal. So, okay. Uh, secondly, my favorite scene. Naturally, it parallels my favorite character. I absolutely love um, the weird space opera scene in Revenge of the Sith where Palpatine talks with Anakin about his distrust in the Jedi Order and his telling the story of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Here we see some of the most direct evidence to suggest Palpatine's dark side affiliation and his true intentions for Anakin's future are laid out. By revealing the ability to save others from death, he puts the hook in Anakin that he knows will eventually be the primary motivator for Anakin's descent into the dark side. I love it. And yeah, that is actually a really... I always stop... But like, well, like if I'm playing that movie in the background, I will, I'll just kind of, and that scene comes up, I stop and I really just watch it and, and admire it because it is, it's almost nerve wracking, especially knowing what we know. And I wish I could see it for the first time and not have known what all was really going on there. You know, it being a, like a first time watch through. That's why I can't wait till um, my niece and nephew are older and they can just sort of watch it and see how that experience kind of goes. Um, Okay, moving on here. Uh, so my my piece on the best pilot in the galaxy, which we talked about in our last episode, um, one of you, Matt, maybe, mentioned that you believe Luke was a better pilot than Anakin. Okay, I will make a rebuttal against that statement with a theory of my own. Some evidence presented to suggest Anakin was not as great of a pilot uh, was his piloting skills during the first attack on the Death Star. Okay, Uh, what if the entire time Vader knew that Luke was the pilot of that ship and purposely did not destroy his X-Wing because he knew it was his son? Okay, he exclaims in the scene that he knows the, quote, force is strong with this one. I think he never meant to destroy Luke in that ship, though obviously conflicted in his allegiance to um, the Emperor or his son. So he's got that, that, that conflict. So really... Um, what Austin is kind of saying is that some people will list out that, well, Darth Vader didn't take down Luke when he had the chance to there, and it seems like Luke is outmaneuvering him or whatever, but really it may be the conflict inside of Anakin that uh, kept him from blasting Luke out of the, you know, out of the, out yeah. of the sky there. So mm-hmm. um, if that were to be true, I would argue that Anakin is still the better pilot. His performance in the pod races as a child, along with his incredible skills in the cockpit as evidence in the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith are unparalleled. We simply don't have enough evidence of Luke's piloting ability to claim that he is a superior pilot. Uh, Thanks for the read, guys. As always, I love the show more than you know. uh, I'm in the Army and currently um, forward deployed to the Middle East uh, as I write this. Uh, At every opportunity, your podcast is one of the few that I prioritize and make sure I listen to every week if possible. Uh, when I am so far away from home, I know my Star Wars community is never far away. Thank, thank you guys for what you do. Um, love you all. Keep up the good work. Respectfully, Austin D. Riviera. Wow. Well, first of all, uh, 
we love you back, and we love what you mm-hmm. do. All right, so that's huge, and uh, we appreciate you know everything that you're doing uh, for us. So that's 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 just huge. I'm so it's an honor, man. It's an honor that people like like listen and like tune in, and this is why we wanted a place where people can send their transmissions, and we get to know each other a little bit more, and and you have this um, this common thread between us, this you know galaxy far far away that that we talk about, that we live in, that we retreat through, you know, in, in our minds. And it's, it's an escape. It's just, it's fascinating. It's so cool. So man, I don't know. And I can't remember whether I, you know, we've had that, the best pilot conversation has just evolved, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's good. He brings up a good point here. Does, does Vader know that Luke is the pilot of that ship? He senses something. He se- he senses something for sure. Um, you know, the force is strong with this one, so mm-hmm. th- there could be something going on there. Also, I would say that you could even make the case that Anakin, uh, when he becomes Darth Vader, may be a little bit more limited in what he can do as a pilot. I don't know, just because of the suit, because of whatever. Um, maybe there's something to that as well. So he's still a boss of a of a, of a pilot. Um, and yeah, I mean, he wins the freaking Boon to Eve classic, okay? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and so and, and, and so is Luke. Luke is a great pilot as well. Um, there's things that Luke will do later on in the EU that, like, Wedge and those other guys are just so like, how? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's a Jedi. You know, so there's, so there's that, um, which, which, is, which is neat, but we don't really get that in the originals as much mm-hmm. I mean we get some cool stuff with him on a speeder um, taking down an AT-AT but we don't really get we get him on the speeder bike we get Luke later on in the, on the Forcement of Endor on a, on a cool speeder bike doing his thing but those those um, I mean I'm just going to say this yeah. alright I saw Anakin Skywalker piloting a ship called the Death Star, blow up an entire planet. Let's go. All right? Yep. Okay? I mean, you want to talk about kills per vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> crushing it. He's crushing it. Yeah, he won that. Yeah, because yeah. Starkiller Base isn't a... It's not a ship. It's, that's a planet that just happens to have an enormous... Mm-hmm. enormous gut an enormous gut cannon on it so it's hard you can't... I. That's not like a... It's not like a Death Star. It's, that's, a, that's a full planet. So, I mean, hey, I saw him blow up an entire planet... Mm-hmm. Piloting a ship called the Death Star. Yeah, actually, um, you just brought up a really interesting point. I'm thinking about Starkiller Base now. Um, yeah, what? it's a planet. Starkiller Base is a planet where they just they just took it over and turned it into an enormous cannon. Yeah, um, it's not another Death Star. They specifically say that in the movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the people complain about like it's just another Death Star. It's totally not. They say it in the movie. It's pretty straightforward that it's not another Death Star. I mean, how clear do they need to make it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just looking at it. It looks like it is. So they do describe it. I don't know that it moves. We didn't really get that from from the show, but it, um, you know, like they say just on on Wikipedia that it is a mobile ice planet, as you say located in the unknown region that served as a stronghold of the First Order. Uh, wow. I mean, I always knew it was a planet. I, I definitely uh, got that they had converted you know, it into something. I wondered if whether they had the ability to move it or control, because that's a large object that you would have to say, can you move that? Can that jump to hyperspace? I don't, like, that's that's crazy. That would be crazy if it could. I, I, I don't really know that we know the answer to that. 
So they keep saying it was a mobile forested ice planet rich in kyber crystals. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm just going on a quick tangent because I hadn't really thought about whether it could move or not. You know? Whether it can move around the galaxy. I still don't think you can pilot it. I still I don't think you can. Well, they're, they're, they're saying it's mobile. That's what they're saying. That's, that was my whole point. Is that they're, they're saying it's mobile, but I didn't think it was. Um, yeah, but here, I mean, the difference is if... I think it's a... I thought it was a planet. Oh, it is. It is a planet. I'm with you. I totally well, think... The, but, like, the difference, the difference is a planet has to be... has to orbit, like, a star and have proximity to a star to keep the environment and the That's ecosystem. That's why i raising the question, man. I, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm, man. I don't... I mean, that... that yeah, a, a Death Star is a ship. So, I don't... I don't... I mean, maybe... Who knows? They may have that technology. Right. Oh, boy. So let me see here. Research into dark energy translations and hyperspace tunneling. Um, it doesn't give us much. I'm just looking for more answers on whether it could. Like because the Death Star, for example, in Rogue One, like you could, it could jump to hypers- uh, hyperspace, couldn't it? I mean, it could go. The Death, the Death Star, I would imagine so. I think it did. I think that was the thing is that they, I don't know that they ever showed us it doing that, but that's a big deal if it can, if it doesn't take a lot of time to kind of move around. I need to go back and read the uh some of this stuff because that's got me my mind boggled a little bit um thinking about those two bases cuz that's just a lot of it's a, it's a huge mass to move through space and you know how difficult it is just for the uh, Millennium Falcon to calculate a jump to to light speed. It's not like dusting crops, right? So No. I mean <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of coordination, so it's just interesting. I mean, you do have super star destroyers that can do it. Um, and they're pretty pretty large, but then you look at the Death Star, it's huge. And then you look at Starkiller Base, and it's like even more massive. Like if that can move around the galaxy really quickly and, and jump to light speed, then dang. Um, it actually kind of defeats what Thrawn, Thrawn used to say, that having all of your eggs in one basket called the Death Star was a bad idea because it couldn't patrol the galaxy as much or as well. And I still think that's that's kind of true. Um, and if it's destroyed, then boom, there go all of your eggs, right? If you kill that, that one thing, right. then down, down you go. But, uh, I don't know, man, if anybody knows whether that thing can jump to, to light speed, I would love to know if Starkiller Base can, can do that. It'd just be kind of, if there's a nod to it somewhere in the books or whatever. Anyways, back to the old, who's the best pilot? Uh, I mean... Yeah, so many good candidates. So glad we brought Chew- Chewbacca into it last week, and uh, now we're back to looking at Luke and and Anakin. And um, it's just like what's what's crazy too is is that in the originals we even said that Han Solo gets more of those props because of what he what we actually see him do in the originals. Him being the pilot that that takes them to um, the Death Star, uh, the, what they thought was going to be Alderaan, and then he saves Luke at the end, right? Uh, and uh yeah he comes in there last second last second saves the day he he navigates um an asteroid field so he he does that pretty well <laughs> gets away from uh mm-hmm. Darth Vader there and yeah i don't know in and even in solo if you think about you know what he what he does in solo too i mean he does some pretty good piloting there yeah exactly the kessel run exactly mhm so cool so many good candidates and i'm sure we're going to get more i i haven't watched yet um 
Oh my gosh, what is the new cartoon series? Resistance. Um, if you have, yeah, watched, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that either. Yeah, if if you have watched it, I'd love to talk with folks about it. Um, once I once I get there, which hopefully will be in the next month or so, I've got, I've got a lot of Star Wars catching up to do. Um, not a lot, but just a little. You know, things I like to keep on on top of everything. But uh, there was a mobile game that came out for Resistance, and it was about like it's like a piloting game. It's like a speed racer type of game, and I was like, wow, it looks kind of cool. So. I think I sent you a screenshot of mm. it or something, but um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, it looked really looked really neat. But all right, so um, thanks again there to Austin. Really appreciate it. Uh, let's move on here to uh, <laughs> our good friend Nick Starwind. Yeah, got another. You got, he had a follow up here. Uh, it wasn't last week, but the week before we were talking about yellow eyes, right? And the uh, and if that why didn't you know, does Kylo Ren have the yellow eyes of a Sith? You know, yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. So he says, Nick Starwin. So, um, so first off, Jar Jar has yellow eyes. Just saying, Amen. Yep. Okay. Big deal. I big deal. Yes, he does. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, the Sith, the Sith, all have yellow eyes, and I believe it comes from drawing from the dark side of the Force. A Jedi and a Sith can you can both use the force but some force actions channel the dark side and that is what i believe causes the physical change an heir to the empire luke skywalker uses the force to scramble the tie fighters minds so he can escape when he is later talking to lando about it he says it's not good for him and it causes him an uneasy feeling i believe that is from touching the dark side much like the we in the wheel of time yeah. Uh, and the taunted Saden. You'll have to expand on that uh, as after the end of this. Yeah. Kylo Ren doesn't really use many dark side powers and is still struggling between good and evil. Palpatine is hiding in plain sight and doesn't have yellow eyes until he taps into the dark side against Windu. I believe that is because he isn't touching the dark side. Also, Count Dooku doesn't have yellow eyes for the same reason. Count Dooku is a noble Jedi leader and the face of the Separatist movement and is widely beloved for to be... Um, benevolently fighting against a corrupt Republic Count Dooku, Anakin, the emperor and Kylo Ren all go without yellow eyes because they don't channel the dark side of the force. But I will say doesn't count Dooku. And yes, he does count. Dooku uses force lightning in episode two. He doesn't use it a lot, but he does use it. Mm -hmm. And so we see, we see Palpatine, use the dark side against Windu and hit, that's where his eyes turn yellow and his face gets all deformed. But I mean, he's really using it uh, in episode in episode two when uh, Count Dooku does it. He just kind of does it a little bit. It's not like he's really pushing hard. Yeah. And I also think it ma it would matter whether or not you're trying to hide the the hide the fact that you are dabbling in the in, in the dark side. I bet you there's some technique too where you could almost um, mask that, if you will, because, yeah, you, you're like that's a good point. I mean, Count Dooku is trying to show this good face, if you will. He's a benevolent fighter against the corrupt Republic. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I and mean, that, that, that could be one of the reasons why. And then maybe it does matter how much you're drawing on the dark side or how much of that you're, you're feeding into your system. Um, and then maybe it, it, it kind of like as you draw on that, it because look at Palpatine sort of like when he when he draws on it boom his, his eyes kind of light up when he's really maxed out and he's he's 
fully connected mm-hmm. to the dark side. But then if he's not, if he's just using manipulation and things like that, his eyes might not be yellow, right? They're not... Um, right. Look at, look at Return of the Jedi and things. So... Well, you know, something I think about, too, is when Count Dooku does it, he's not really trying... Like he, Anakin charges him, and he just uses Force Lightning and knocks, uh, you know, knocks him out. And so then he fights uh, Obi-Wan there for a little bit, and then he ends up fighting Anakin more. But, um, you know, he... He, I don't think he's trying to kill Anakin when he does it. Palpatine is trying to kill Mace Windu when he does it. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. a there's a there's a there's a big big difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think I think and the other thing I think that it also has something to do as you said it, with the whole yellow eyes business is, um, the full commitment to the dark side as opposed to just being on the light side i think it is some more of that anger and hate because i think i i would i totally believe that yoda could probably use force lightning and not become a sith or something yeah maybe yep i think it's also i think it's i think that this is my just personal i think anybody can use any force power they want but it comes to it comes down far more to your motivation behind it okay to where you where you are on the on on that spectrum of the force i don't think that the power itself like force lightning i think the jedi just say well that's a dark side power so we don't use that but i don't know that it necessarily is because kyle katarn uses what some people call dark side powers and he's like well whatever like i'm fine Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it just it does depend on yeah how much you remember when the conversation about luke uh when he enters jabba's palace and he's um he's walking in it looks like he kind of force chokes that uh, Gamorrean right mm-hmm. he looks like he's force choking him <laughs> he really he, he does I mean, he's what he does where, man he, he puts his hand on his chest but people are like oh it's too close to his throat he was choke he was choking him you know I'm like oh I think God. he was because oh. we watched it we watched it remember we watched it like a year or two ago yeah. and it's like I hadn't I hadn't watched Return of the Jedi in a long time because that's the one I least go to yeah uh, nothing it's not great or anything it's just always the one I'm always because I just I think I've, I've talked about this before I think the ending's amazing but I think it's just it's kind of long and it takes a while to get there but um so i watching it having not watched it, I was like did he just force choke that guy yeah and, you, know, you were like well and I was like are you kidding me like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that, that's yeah that's a great point um yeah, it was, yeah. so anyways I, I kind of agree with you I kind of think that it does come down to your your intent I, I feel like one thing that they said about um ah man so many references here let me see Mace Windu um using what was it Shatterpoint Mm-hmm. Is that the technique he would use? So, yeah, let me read a little bit about this real quick here. So, um, shatter points were complex force phenomenon perceived perceivable only by unknown uh, innate talent or immense focus and concentration on the part of the force. Okay, let me see. No, that, that, that wasn't that wasn't it. Um, someone will be like screaming at the at their. Uh, they're listening right now trying to tell me what it is he uses some sort of like meditation or some some fight it's a fighting style is what it is that is really kind of almost draws on on the dark side a little bit like you almost have mm-hmm. to uh it's a very dangerous style to use and he he masters it and is able to to do it no problem so you know it does just kind of depend on maybe your skill or, or how long you've been working with the force and you have either uh good mastery over it or what have you? Uh, I do want to bring up. So Nick brought up uh, real quick the taint 
uh, uh, the, the the dark one uh, tainted the, the the male Aes Sedai and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So if anyone ever wants to read uh, Wheel of Time, I always bring it up as something you should definitely go check out. Loose Theron Telamon, the the Dragon Reborn, the whole the whole biz, and yeah, like these male Aes Sedai in that they they uh, when they draw on the one source, yeah, it's it's uh, it's believed that they're t- that they're tainted in some way and that they that it corrupts them. Um, because of of the the breaking of the world that Luce Theron went through, so anyways, good good reference there, Nick. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, any uh, you know, it's now that we're we're closing on the end here. But so, uh, I was doing some research while we were talking. Yeah. So okay, so the the trilogy that we were talking about. So it's kind of t- tricky to find. I found one guy selling it for around a hundred bucks. I found another guy selling it like unopened for three hundred bucks. So it contains both the like 2006 release, which is Hayden Christensen's, you know, the the George Lucas redone four, five, and six, and then it has a bonus disc, which is just the theatrical version. So that's what you need to search for if you want to find. You want to find Star Wars original trilogy DVD box set theatrical version. It, it comes in as a bonus disc. Um, so you get bonus discs of each of them, which is the theatrical version. Four by three aspect ratio doesn't say episode four, five, and six. The mm-hmm. whole deal. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. I like it. Okay. Cool. We got to. We got to. Yub yub nub. Whole deal. Yeah. Good. Uh, Han shot. Han shot first. That's what we want. That's what we want. Yeah. Um. Well, real quick, while you were doing that, I looked up. So I was the form I was trying to think of is a uh, form. Um. Form seven, so when you look at the so the vapid form where he would you kind of uh, was known as the the way of the Vornsker, so it's which mm-hmm. the, the the Vornskers would show up in with the you know heir, heir, heir to the Empire, which is what Nick was just referencing there that Thrawn trilogy, so it's the um, ferocity form, so it's the seventh of seven forms and um, yeah I think it was one that that was. I mean, you think of that, like the term, the ferocity form. So it's just not a lot of people used it because you, members of the order worried. Here we go. Um, let's see. As time, as time passed, knowledge of form seven. Uh, did I say same? I said form four. Form seven became restricted among the Jedi order, um, whose members were worried that its uh, perceptives would lead practitioners towards the dark side. So they kind of they kind of worried that it would... Um, that you that you could it could easily lead you. Uh, you down know, I feel like that Jedi Council thinks everything's going to lead you to the dark. Oh, side. Oh, dude, I know. Okay, yeah. I'll tell you what leads them to the dark side. They're freaking clouded judgment. Okay, yeah. Because they they get led to the dark side every day when they go meet with Chancellor Palpatine. They just don't realize it. Uh, so you know, I'm yep. getting a little sick and tired here. Yep. Of this Jedi Council. Oh, that's going to lead to the dark side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gee, many Christmas. I swear <laughs> to God. All uh. right. That's the <laughs> I'm just sick. I know, I know. Yeah. Anyways, so be careful. T- take what you hear from the council with a grain of salt or a cup of blue milk, whatever you want. And uh, just, yeah. <laughs> Keep your own counsel, if you will. Uh, seems, yeah. Seems to be okay. the better, better advice here. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Gosh. So man, all right. Well, anything in closing here is, um, just you know, I don't know. I, the, like, I'm loving 
so we're kind of in this uh we're, we're about like a week or two out from what i think is going to be the uh d23 possibly the rise of skywalker second trailer drop which everyone's kind of speculating and thinking may may come so once we get that we're going to really amp up the rise of skywalker speculation based off of that trailer mm-hmm. and i'm sure we'll get transmissions uh with theories and we're very hopeful that we that we get all of that um so yeah, and then then actually won't be much longer. We'll have the video game. We will have uh, the Mandalorian, which some people are more excited to see what's going to go on there. And I think they're being strategic in dropping it before the Rise of Skywalker. I think there's actually a reason. There may be. Do you think, you think there's think there's going to be a tie-in? There may be some storytelling in there. Yeah, there may be just little tiny nods to. I I just imagine that there's some nod to Skywalker doing something or whatever it may be. We're never going to see him, but there's going to be mention that he's building an academy, or who knows, you know what's what's up with that. But yeah, so as we as we get closer to all of that, just be ready to you know gear up your your transmissions uh, towards those topics, and uh, we'll be talking about that quite a bit because we'll have new listeners coming in as as that happens. So make sure you welcome them into the Facebook group, and uh, yeah, we're just going to keep uh, keep the ship running. We'll keep the outcast running, and we'll see see where we get to, if you will. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we'll continue to discuss your transmissions. So be sure to send us your Star Wars theories, origin stories, uh, some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.